Hello, and welcome back to Volume 9 of Craft Beer Chronicles. I am your host, the Beer Pope, Shane Leal. Joining, to my, joining me to my left, as always, is my amazing co-host, Lee Samways. Hey, guys. I heard uh, Shane has a little Man Crush Monday uh, on me, so I'm happy about that. That's a great way to start this <laughs> yeah. off, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Lee just learned what Man Crush Monday means, so yeah. he's, he's really happy about that. Yeah. Learning, He's using that term and throwing it out there. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I got a Man Crush our, Monday on our guest. I was going to say, yeah, our, our mutual <laughs> Man Crush Monday is for our guest. Ooh, is that an MMCM? Mutual Man Crush Monday. Yes, yeah. Mutual MMCM. Yeah. We're coining it here on Craft Beer Chronicles, volume right. number nine. Uh, joining us today is award-winning home brewer and manager and partner at Doc Cellars here in San Luis Obispo. Say hi to everybody, Aaron. Howdy, y'all. Uh, Aaron Smith is very kind to join us and, you know, sultry his good name with our, our ill reputes and beer knowledge. I knew yeah. I was getting into. I know Lee. <laughs> yeah. He might actually teach us a thing today. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's stated he's listened to all the podcasts, so I he's have. he's one of one. <laughs> I'm that guy. Um, he's he is our most loyal fan. Yeah, I won the lottery. God damn, we feel really lucky to have you. Then uh, no, I I do have to say I love the support, but I am also appreciating the support from everybody. We just recently hit 600 plus downloads on the, just the first eight volumes, and that means so much. That was like a that was like a really big revelation. I was really happy about that. So nice. thank you, Aaron, and thank you to all the listeners out there. Uh, if you haven't heard any of the past episodes, welcome for the first time. But if you want to go back and listen to our first eight, you can go to cbchronicles.podbean.com, or you can find us on iTunes at under Craft Beer Chronicles. Uh, we have all the episodes listed there. And I'm going to try something new. I'm going to suggest that you go like, subscribe, and leave a comment if you wouldn't mind. You know, it'd be really appreciated to get your guys' feedback oh, hey, that's a good idea, and see man. what you're thinking. I, I know. I listen to all these <laughs> podcasts where they do it, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to hear people's feedback. I like, I don't want to force them to press the like button. But if you like it, click the button, please. It, it means so much to us at this nearly half Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's getting there. While it, is, while it is nowhere near Christmas, we just got to blow up a whole bunch of shit for Fourth of July. How was your guys' holiday? It was good. It was good. Did a lot of work around the house, just normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was you know, did you get to take the day off or since you kinda of like run yeah. a business? Yeah, we, we, we took we took it off. So just just hung out with the family. Nice. Very nice. Well that's what the fortune is all about. Yeah. You what know? about you, Lee? What did you do? I took it very, very easy. <laughs> I uh well actually I went to the the fireworks above the blues game on okay. Tuesday. You know, we went up on top of Terrace Hill. Cool. And checked him out from up there, which was pretty chill. And then Wednesday came to be, and it just kind of... It was, was weird because it was midweek. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was like, we didn't, after that, we were like, ah, do we go to Cayucas or something, or do we go up to Paso? And we just kind of decided that, you know, obviously Pismo is going to be a, a nightmare, so... And just go watch the fog. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to just hang out and watch fireworks on Netflix. I mean, <laughs> next year it's going to be nice for, like, I don't know, half the people because it'll be on a Thursday, so you just take that Friday off and have a four-day weekend. Or if you can't take the week off, then it's just, like, just even call worse. Sick. You get the cocktail flu on Friday. <laughs> the yeah. cocktail flu. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got exploderitis. I had so much fun I couldn't sleep, and I'm tired. Exploderitis. <laughs> that sounds like it has its whole set of other problems. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about the wonderful world of craft beer. And uh, right now, we're just getting things started off with some Alvarado Street good old Buzz Light beer. 
uh, Aaron here, when we were talking, preparing for the show, he mentioned his affinity for loggers. So we went, I went out and looking and found a, found a nice selection of loggers that I don't think I would have had the, the bravery to try, <laughs> not the bravery, but just kind of like, I wouldn't have sought them out. So the this desire is going to be a, to try. I wouldn't say desire because Alvarado street is Alvarado street. And I know what I said last time, but Alvarado street is still very good. <laughs> and it's just, you know, loggers aren't my usual go-tos. I, right. I will openly admit that, but I'm also, it's hot as hell. Well, and I live in a Tascadero where yeah. it's hotter. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> It's the summer. It's logger season. That's, so. a, that's actually, if you read underneath the buzz light year, uh, the buzz buzz light beer, Sorry, Disney, don't come after us. If you read at the bottom of the can, it says hashtag lager season, and I completely agree. It's so true. This is actually a really good Hellas. It is. Super clean. And a lot of people make Hellas's, and they'll they'll Pilsner it up by adding too much bitterness. This is just a smooth, malty beer. Yeah. When I, I was confused when we drank it. I thought it was a mixed fermentation, and I was like, this, is a, this doesn't taste very much like a mixed fermentation. So, so again, I take... I take Blame for that one because beforehand, um, Aaron also mentioned that he doesn't like sour beers. Mm-hmm. They're not his forte. But while searching, I found an interesting one that we may or may not try, depending on where we get to. And uh, it's it's from East of Eden, and it was an American lager with mixed cultures. So we were it seemed interesting mixing something that he likes and something that he doesn't <laughs> like. You know, it's like it's like your mother in law driving off a cliff in your sports car. <laughs> I heard that <laughs> reference one time, and I'm like, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> All right. So to get started, um, we're here to talk to you, Aaron. Just yeah. kind of like, how did you get into craft beer? You, and like you said, you're a manager partner at Doc Cellars, mm-hmm. a local homebrew store in San Luis Obispo, which I, I loved going to the few times, even though I don't know <laughs> half the shit there, what it does or what it's meant for. <laughs> But it's like, like a meth shop more than anything. How did, <laughs> how did you get to... We'll, we'll have more reason coming up because we'll get into it, but we're starting a brewery, so we'll have several beers on tap coming up. But uh, I got into it, uh, so I'm a local. Um, we'll, go, we'll go back there. Uh, grew up in Tascadero, born in San Luis, went to Cal Poly, graduated from Cal Poly. When I graduated from Cal Poly, um, it was uh, a while ago, a little bit older. And it was like uh, you could everything really shut down early, and there was no internet. You couldn't get access to anything, whether it be music or whatever. So I wanted to move away, and I moved away for about ten years. And one of the stints I did, you know, I moved to LA, and then I moved up to uh, Portland, Oregon, and really got into the craft beer scene up in Portland, Oregon. Um, left here as a natty light drinker, and then I took my as I air quote promotion to Visalia, a craft beer drinker. <laughs> so, well, it, a typical college student, you know. Yeah, absolutely. light drinking. And, you know, I've never been in the dancing, never been in another thing. And the, and the craft beer scene up in Portland just kind of like struck a nerve with me. And I really ended up liking pails and IPAs and the old school. Is that uh, when the Viking beard started coming in? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that, that came with this job when I stopped being corporate. <laughs> I actually haven't shaved since I've got this job. <laughs> nice, nice. I, don't, I, have no I couldn't head. imagine you like without a beard or clean shaved at all. Oh, dude, I've been, my whole life I've been clean shaved. How weird. Yeah, because I've worked. I mean, cause a little the, baby face, the, I bet. The huh? job that I had uh, that you know, promoted me to Visalia, that was PepsiCo. So there's, there's no none yeah. of this, that, that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I, this is slightly off topic, which yeah. is a you know pretty fair and common on the show. But uh, I've heard that Portland is very like has a lot of craft breweries, about just as many strip clubs. Is that true, or was that true of your time? I see. I I have heard that, and I drove by a few of them. 
Um, I never went to one up there. Uh, Just window I, shopping? I worked graveyard and second shift while I was up there. Oh, shit. And so I missed every sitcom and every daytime activity <laughs> that there ever was. So you worked the only night job that didn't make singles and tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, that's exactly it. And so I, I yeah, I, my, uh, my, most of my craft beer was uh, every third weekend and uh, daytime. Damn. <laughs> so it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, well, so, at, least, at least they were, you know... At least in the craft beer scene, day drinking is kind of uh, not frowned upon. You know, they appreciate it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. They got, want you during the middle of the day. We've got, <laughs> we've got beers that call time. themselves daytime ale that tell you to drink while you're floating down the river and yeah. every other activity under the sun. Right, right. I mean, we got Libertine here who they have a beer specifically for disc golf. I mean, that's a day activity, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your first, uh, I guess, position within the craft beer industry? Uh, I'd have to say this job at Doc Seller. This job at Doc Seller? Yeah, oh, I, man. I was an uh, industrial technology major, and I'd worked in food and beverage manufacturing my whole career. So I worked so I worked for Nestle. I worked for PepsiCo. I worked for three or four very large wineries. Um, Brown Foreman owns a few wineries, which is Jack Daniels, a couple things. I worked for them. Um, Behringer, which is owned by Foster's. So I, I worked in the wine industry, but not the craft beer industry. This this job was the one that brought me into it, and it just happened to be because of, of uh, a previous job. I worked at a vegetable seed company with my current partner, and we were both looking to do something different and something fun, something where we controlled our own destiny. Yeah. And Doc Seller came up, and we thought we thought we could do something. We could actually change it a little, and that's what we're doing by starting a brewery and kind of starting the web's uh, online sales and things like that. Right. Cleaning uh, it up on the inside a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, just enough. Just it's get not as much of a dorm room. Just anymore. get like the fourth <laughs> layer of dust off everything. Besides all yeah. those very noticeable changes, what would you say is, has been like the biggest change or even improvement since when you started? Um, yeah, I, right now, uh, we, we, we've, we slow. I mean, Lee's been there since we've been there since before we've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've kind of made it to where it's more of a, a, a better flow, a little bit more, uh, less cluttered. Yeah. Um, where you could find things a little bit better. Um, but we keep changing that too. So we, we keep changing the store around. We just changed around again by putting a bar in and a keg grater, all that other stuff. Yeah. So uh, just, uh, just trying to make the experience a little bit better. Um, but it's still, honestly, we've, kept a lot a lot of the stuff they had you just couldn't you didn't know it was there and so just changing the merchandising of it was was a big improvement right um just oh you guys sell that oh, we always have <laughs> no, I, I remember the way it used to be was like if you if you didn't know where you had to go to get it mm-hmm. you weren't gonna find it there was no there was no like index in that place to, to be able to know what aisle or where you're supposed to be for it yeah and the few times that i like the few times that i've been there it's everything i would have never guessed that because everything seems really well cataloged you go on the back and there's the tubs of all the different types of uh those are the the malts correct yeah, on the back? yeah. so there's the tubs of like all the different types of malts that i've ever heard of are all <laughs> on that back wall there's all the packets of the different hops and everything like that and it's it's a lot of it's really cool to check out because you know kind of being in this industry the topic of oh why don't you brew your own always comes up yeah i have so many people who want me to or who ask like oh why don't you try home brewing and it's because because i suck at science and <laughs> that's going to be something i need a lot of confidence in before i try but how did you get started in home brewing uh the promotion of Visalia. Really? So, so going from Portland, where there's craft beer on every street, I'm living in downtown Portland, and there's like, uh, you know, two coffee shops underneath me, and home brews. I mean, uh, uh, craft brew stores everywhere. But uh, the 
the uh, Bud Miller Coors was all that was available to me in Visalia. Ah. And so I had seen somebody homebrew once, and uh, back in the day, the Williams Brewing was all there was as far as available on the internet. Right, right. Because um, I've been homebrewing for over 25 years. Jesus, so man. So it's, it's been a while. And so back then... Did they know, even have books about, about homebrewing back then? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Lee, should, should I tell them how old I am, or will that be bad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, so you've been homebrewing for as long as I've been alive. Yeah, yeah. So so we were, ba- we were you were you were being born in Lemoore when I was like uh, hanging out in Visalia. Then. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, I was meant to be in this interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and so that, that was the reason why. It was like I, I, I wanted to have – and so one of the places I love going up to in Oregon is this, this chain, really funky chain called McMinimins. And they have a bunch of these old Grundy tanks, and they brew on side every place. And it was – I really love their Hammerhead. And, and the Hammerhead is one of those old-school pails. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and I emailed them right away when I came down here and started brewing. And I said, I really want to recreate that. And they were, they were cool. They gave me like four or five recipes. Didn't even think about it. And it was that openness and the attitude I just love. And, and it's still – craft beer is growing today but i still like that attitude there's still a yeah. lot of that like camaraderie in craft beer which is one of the things that brought me into it and i want i want to maintain that absolutely i think that's actually one of the most important aspects of it is just the willingness to share yep i mean it's very very uncommon when you find that one little secret that nobody wants to talk about yeah but, you know speaking of sharing there we go <laughs> hey now you're talking <laughs> so with uh with aaron mentioning visalia this beer is nowhere near from Visalia. It's from uh, Sacramento, but Visalia is the closest place I can get it. It's uh, a West Coast IBA from New Glory Brewing called Ubadink. Okay. And I, you know, I, was, I, I love going back home, obviously for family, like family most of all. But Fresno and, Vis- and as it turns out now, Visalia is a really good place to pick up these like really good IPAs that I can't pour. Um, there's all there's all in the can. It's uh, there's a fault. hole in the can, yeah. But uh, yeah, like New Glory, and uh, I got also some Revision, which is also in the cooler waiting for us. Thank you. But it's just really, really good beers. I feel go under the radar, and I want to share them with you guys while well, we're talking about homebrewing and sharing. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, you know, as long as breweries keep sharing the information, that's what's going to yep. really help them evolve to even be able to compete in the market against the the big guys, you know? I agree. It's uh I hope. <laughs> you know, yeah. I agree. Oh I yeah, now that you're in it to win it. <laughs> yep. Now that you've got a brewery started. So how far out till this guy's going to be opening? Uh we just barely got our pilot system uh we on our pilot we're still under construction. So our pilot system's been on and off. We have one barrel pilot system. Um the whole idea the the plan with the pilot system is everything we brew on is something that our our homebrew plants can can purchase so all the equipment um our brew pots are uh brew belt brew pots mm-hmm. it just has to be 50 gallon we also sell the 10 and 15 gallon of the exact same pot uh the ss brewtech one barrel fermenter we also sell the 7 and 14 gallon yeah. there. so you know so, i want those i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly well and we're, we're proving the concept and we've actually it's, it's been really good too as far as this r&d of what we're doing because there's been a few products i don't want to carry anymore because hmm. because of us trying to figure this out of like oh okay, oh really yeah well i'm not gonna say what they are but that's okay uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we, we've actually stopped carrying a couple things because it was like, uh, this doesn't work that great. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the hardest things is you, and people come in and ask for it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't want to break the bad news to you, but we don't really work with that <laughs> company or that thing because 
blah 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 blah. Well, we do I, it all the time in the. I no, I, actually, my tax a little bit different. I like try and talk them out of it twice, and the third time I'll take their money. You'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have I been stubborn? <laughs> you know, you know a good example is is like the Blickman Terminator, which is a plate and frame chiller that doesn't mm-hmm. come apart and it's very very hard to clean. And if it's a rookie home brewer, I just don't trust them with it. Yeah, because it's it, it can create sanitation issues, and you'll have funky beers when you meant to make a clean beer. Um, but with good brewers, you can do it right. Yeah, and actually, so, that was probably one of the best compliments you ever gave me <laughs> when you told me that same thing. You're like, "But yeah. well, you can handle it." Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Absolutely, sweet. absolutely. That oh, was that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. The thing's badass. Well, I, one of the first times we met, I was just brutal and busting his balls about it. Forget some sort of Coors Light beer that you were making or something. Oh like, yeah, that yeah. was that was. Uh, it was funny, and I, I was, was like, bad. "Oh, I shouldn't have been so hard on Lee." No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's how you learn. Um, what would you say is the most unique thing that you guys sell at Doc Sellers for brewer home brewers? Um, stills. Yeah. <laughs> so you can. But they're only used for making essential oils. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are you winking, Leah? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he thinks you're cute. Oh, yeah. oh of course. <laughs> it's Man Crush Monday, man. He likes some younger ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, smoking like my girlfriend. <laughs> I know I can well say that because she does not listen to this. Well played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we, we do kombucha, cider, uh, wine, beer, uh, distillation. Um, and I, I say stills because that's actually one of the biggest things that's been growing recently. We sold a lot more stills than we have most other equipment. Okay. So it's... Uh, hmm. I mean, with, with putting in this system, like it's obviously a test run. Things are going to mm-hmm. hopefully go well. Should things go well... How big are you looking to make this? I mean, is there even plans of that, or is it kind of just like let's see how this goes first before even expanding it? Or yeah, I, get, I didn't get fully into it. We do. We we also we have a ten barrel system on site. Okay. That that's not. We're still installing that. We're uh, actually today I went in there and and the partner did a lot of work on our cold room. We almost have a full cold room now. Awesome, man. So that's a big cold room too. Yeah, it's a it's actually a really unique solution that uh, that he thought of. That it's it's a refrigerated shipping container. That we basically moved into the room and we bought it without the refrigeration unit and we're building a wall where the refrigeration unit is and we already have a glycol system. We're going to use that glycol system to kill the, uh, with an air handler to, to uh, chill down the, oh. the cooler. So it's, it's, it's technically portable. That's, so. a, that's actually what I think they... Um, I remember I went to the Barrel House in Visalia. The new mm. one they opened. I think that's what they do. They have like a, a shipping container that yep. basically you pop. It's where they keep all their kegs and everything yep. cold. And, uh, Super smart. I think actually Tent City has one. And how's it insulate? Pretty good. Or oh yeah, it's it's it's. So made, you just insulated the whole insides once you got in there. It's already insulated. So that's shipping containers are insulated. It, the refrigerated shipping containers oh, are. Oh. So this is a refrigerated shipping container, and so it's got. We drilled through it because we had to drill through it, and it's I think like four or five inches of insulation. Nice. And it's all aluminum exterior. The frame itself is thick steel, just the the, the hard points. Yeah. And then the inside is all stainless steel. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's beat up. Oh, it's, it's like food grade stuff. Yeah. Then. Yeah, it's a little beat up, but it's like so Whatever. what? Yeah, it's it's a really it's it's a really cheap cold room. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> so, I guess kind of throwing it out there because um, one thing that we haven't really brought up is but how uh, Docs mm-hmm. uh, once a month will hold the slobs meeting. Yeah, and is has there kind of been any discussion on? having any of the members like have beer on there or I mean, actually we are going to do that. You guys are going to have, that's really cool. So we have, we have a eight tap kegerator and we're still like just a couple days ago. We finally got all the components together on our one barrel system. 
um, to where every single every single batch we've done so far has been one of those things where we've changed this process and we changed that part and we did this. So we haven't really Leo know this. That's kind of how homebrewing was for me yeah. for the longest time. You, you can't make yeah. good consistent beer until you stop changing things. That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like that yeah. is just one of the things. So it's been frustrating because we know this, but we're just doing these stop gas majors knowing that we are going to stop changing. But mm-hmm. uh, um, the nice thing is you guys kind of started with the, some good equipment and skill. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like you're not going to have to change a And all three of us that work lot. the floor there, so Shane, Connor, and myself, all have tons of homebrew experience. So Shane and Connor, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, their, their dad used to own the store, and they've worked there for years. And so they didn't come with 25 years of experience, but they came with a lot of experience <laughs> at that store. Um, but so the three of us can really brew, but we have eight taps on our kegerator. As soon as we get this thing rolling, we're going to, and we fill up the taps, I'm going to have seven taps be Doc's homebrew kits so we sell recipe kits that are already pre-made for people and so we're going to use it as a way to showcase those kits uh maybe and actually the couple that i brought now if we get to it or not um like a cal common other than anchor steam nobody has ever had a cal common or or yeah, yeah, you know right. american red which is kind of funky yeah. you know it's like this old school caramely hoppy kind of a thing nobody would know what it is to go make unless they go can try it and, and so i think and as a from a homebrew sense it'd be nice to be able to go make that kit go home make it come back and be like let me try how it's supposed to be and how i made it well see we, if it's... we plan on selling growlers too <laughs> yeah and so you can yeah. take it home with you and drink <laughs> exactly. it while you make it <laughs> yeah that's a good way to go about it <laughs> but we also plan on doing a lot of um uh stylistic things where we split the wort and do two different yeasts because we have over 70 different kinds of yeast there and so every time you change the yeast you totally change the flavor of the whole beer even mm-hmm. though it's the same malt and so we'll have side by side the same beer on two yeast, maybe three yeasts. And once we get all that filled, we, we have four beers on tap right now. Right. Uh, once we get all that filled, I'm going to have seven beers dedicated to Docs, and one beer is going to be the slob tap. And that's where we go back to your, your thing. And quick uh, quick thing, because I didn't really explain it, but what does slob stand for? Oh, San Luis Obispo Brewers. Yeah, uh, Brewers are notorious, and I'm one of those for loving beer puns. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a slob is one of those names. Everybody, uh, homebrew uh, uh, clubs across the nation all have weird, quirky, funny names. Yeah. And uh, But we'll have a slob tap. Um, and so we're going to be not so inspired, but more fundamental on our first seven taps and then we're gonna pick and you know it'll be like pro-am kind of thing i'll pick what i want to have on tap yeah <laughs> but i'll pick some inspiration from some other slob and we'll brew it with them and we'll put that on tap i think that's a really <laughs> cool opportunity for the local local homebrewers yeah I, I, that's really mm-hmm. it's kind of what i ask because I, I mean i know you guys have that best relationship with them right with that community that i think it's really cool what you're doing for perfect them. example i would never on tap one through seven put a caribou loo <laughs> but but <laughs> I would Maybe put tap one. tap eight. I would absolutely put caribou loo. Let's put it on. Let's put it on. The Why didn't we ever call that caribou lee? Like that's. I mean that's. I mean it does. It's. I know what you're going for, but come you know? on. It's it's your take on it. We can do caribou l. Um, <laughs> caribou. Caribou. Yeah. That we uh yeah. If you want to put that on, we'll go for it, man. Stuff like that. <laughs> no. But uh, that's the that's the inspiration we're looking for is. Or homebrewers being homebrewers, you yeah. know the whole why does a dog licks his balls because he can. Homebrewers do it just because they can. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe maybe you can help Lee make a uh, pepper beer that doesn't you know scorch everyone's intestines. <laughs> Actually, that's every pepper beer ever made. <laughs> yeah, they always. I horrible. I have had yeah. dozens. Yeah. Every single time. Where's the Tums? 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a pepper uh, sour beer for you. You'd really oh, that'd like be that. amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd really just so be exactly need what the you want. and the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's, uh, I was going to say, I know we're kind of still working on this, so we can kind of come back yeah. to any more questions on the brewery. But while we're drinking this, um, I want to talk to you about your homebrew experience. You said you kind of got started when you were in Visalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's like, what, have, what has been like your craziest experiment? Like what's the, what's the one thing, or is there something that you want to try and make? Or do you feel at this point you're kind of like, I'm wanting to do more consistent? Here's the funny thing. I'm a little bit more German, a little bit more Austrian. There's no crazy. I like the, the Belgians kind of annoy me. <laughs> you know? um, I've done things. Uh, oh, actually, I take that back. So let, me, <laughs> let me get back to the mic. Um, I joke about not liking sours, but I've, I've actually made every single style. And one of the crazier beers I did is I, I pushed the theory of extract, malt extract. So when brewers brew beer, they'll take malted barley, they'll mash it at a certain temperature to release enzymes. Those enzymes convert carbohydrates to sugar. And what homebrewers can have access to is a malt extract that is that sugar condensed down to a honey kind of consistency or gone even further in dehydration to a powder. And so we boil beer for an hour to get hot bitterness and to extract some, you know, protein coagulation to kind of get this, uh, haze fallout and stuff like that. And so, but my thought process was, well, Berliner Weiss, why do you even okay. need to boil? Okay. So I did a no boil Berliner Weiss that actually was very, very good. Really? <laughs> and like with, with the dehydrated, uh, malt, the hardest part was getting it liquefied. So I went out there with a little hand mixer. Okay. <laughs> Hand mix it up, hit it with a White Labs Berliner Weiss blend. Yeah. I put a whole lot of zest in there. It was a great beer, actually. No shit, huh? I actually drank that whole keg. It was because it was like this fruity, kind of slightly tart, yeah. not not super tart beer. Yeah, but you don't with with extract. It's already boiled. So part of the process of of making extract, it already boils it for you. So right. hot bitterness is the only thing you need to actually get an extraction from. Did you? There's no hops in Berliner Weiss. Did you let it do like a 24 hour? Turn time and then boil it down, or did you just let it ferment out? I let it ride, dude. Just let it ride. <laughs> oh, fun! It was yeah. it was a very good beer. I actually, asked uh, ex Greg over at CCB. He was he, he was working some... at the store when I brought it in. Really? Yeah, he still reminds me of how stupid that was. A no boil Berliner Weiss. <laughs> All right. You know, because huh. I mean, there's no hops in it, so and that that. At kinda... least you would think do the liquefied malt extract oh, make no. it a little easier to oh, <laughs> to mix in. No. <laughs> Screw it. <huh? laughs> so I, I ha- actually I went through a big experimental phase, um, but I've actually gotten out of that phase about ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> five ten years ago. As you mature, <laughs> and I am I am I drink German beer and I do German beers. Yeah, he makes a great hellas too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's one of the best. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry, Kolsch. Well, Kolsch. That's what I, I was thinking Hellas, of. Dortmunder. Yeah, the Kolsch is the one that I love. Um. What would you say, what's the best advice you can give to somebody who's either just starting or brand new to homebrewing? That's a good question. That normally, that advice is different for everybody. So depending on how good their sanitation is or what their focus is, I kind of tailor to that. But normally it's don't change too many things. Just try, homebrewers out of the start always just try to go straight to Caribou they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, it's, it's not, they don't it, want to make the basics first and then start They turn into stuff. 11. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, where and, are my adjuncts? How, how can I add in cinnamon and raisins? Exactly. 
And so the, uh, the, the one thing is get the sanitation down and get your fermentation down. And if you have those two things down, you can do anything you want. But you got and, and Lee's actually this is why I bring up the Caribou Lou because that is a beer that will never work with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, so did it like, work or did it, it not work? I don't it know. Was, it, yeah. it totally worked, <laughs> but it's <laughs> like whoa, it should not have. <laughs> yeah, that totally shouldn't have been that. What it was, the longest running inside joke, but it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh crap! I was gonna ask you else something about homebrewing, but it's totally escaped my brain. Ooh. You know, actually, I don't know if I uh, finished about the the system at work, so we could we could go there. Yeah, I was gonna say I noticed you guys' uh, glasses are empty. Yeah. yeah, basically. So I could use some Doc Cellar beer. Let's yeah, let's try our first Doc Cellar beer. Actually, yeah. go for the Pilsner. So okay. it'll say Keller. So this 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 is a pilot batch for a future customer. Okay. Um, and it'll be on tap. Actually, it's on tap now. Awesome. So and, and, this and is, actually, I bottled these the stupidest way you could ever bottle it, right out of the damn tap. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it was already in the it was already in the keg. It was already there. I had nothing set there set up. So it's like, <laughs> did you at least put some kind of hose on it or something? No, dude. That's <laughs> how I roll. It worked. No, actually, I, it was a two step process. Um, it was always capped on foam, but when you when you when you do it right out of a tap handle. Uh, it foams like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah! So into as, a, probably a warm glass. I must as say. the foam. No, I, I chilled that down. You did? Okay. Yeah, I chilled that down. <laughs> okay, good. That um, I, I I capped it to where it was like I don't know, a quarter foam. Yeah. I capped it. Wait for the foam to die down, then topped it up and filled oh, it again. Oh, clever. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> capped Cheers. Foam again. Cheers. Yeah. So, this is a German Keller beer. Awesome. Thank you for bringing this. It's yum. <laughs> uh, you were mentioning that um, yourself, Shane, and I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't get the other Connor. One. Connor, uh, all have a ton of experience. You're both work, all three working the floor. Are you, are you guys like the head brewer, or like is it like split three ways, or like who I guess has more duties when it comes to making these beers? You know, ultimately, I'm the manager, but we completely collaborate on everything. Okay. So, uh, I have taken on all the, you know, I've always felt you can't make a good beer unless your heart's there, unless your passion is there. Um, if you told me to make the world's best sour, I will never do it. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Connor's passion is IPAs. So the hoppy pails, that kind of stuff, Connor's doing those. I'm doing all the German style and lagers. And then Shane actually fills a nice void that like he, he actually does a little bit of both. So, for example, tomorrow Shane's going to brew an IPA, and then the next day I'm going to brew an alt beer. Right on. Um, so we're, we're all kind of taking turns on it, and, and um, it's a good question. Ultimately, it's me, but it's, it's completely collaborative when it comes to the recipe process. I, I have a lot of ideas in my head, um, but Shane actually, actually uh, – um, Shane has a really good – Catalog, you know, he, he he remembers all the stuff that comes in, and when people talk, so he's he's yeah. putting pieces together. And Connor's actually worked professionally uh, at Tappet, and he's actually got a Siebel degree. Okay. Oh, so, he does. I think he has a Siebel degree. Yeah the 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 program that you go to Chicago and yeah. make, he did that program. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and hmm. so we we have a pretty interesting crew. Yeah, I'll say. On top, okay. And Shane probably didn't know this. He's got a mechanical engineering degree from UC Riverside. Yeah, I knew that. UC Riverside. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew he had. I knew he was like super smart. And but. I have a sociology degree. Right. Huh? <laughs> and a beer <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm obviously the second successful, second most successful Shane at this discussion. <laughs> 
but uh, <laughs> but when, it, when we actually when we're gonna do a recipe, we all actually I I, I we do use beer smith, bring it up on beer smith, put it in there. What do you think about this? And um, like the the Cal Common recipe that we did here, we we kind of start with Jamil. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a Brewing Classic Styles book that's kind of a textbook for a lot of home brewers. Start with that. We're like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And kind of it's totally kind of collaborative. Right. Um, and I let people's passions fly. And the thing is, there's so much experience. The one thing about a homebrew shop that's different than breweries is we have every malt known to man. We have every yeast known to man. A lot of breweries, they know one yeast, one or two yeasts. Well, actually, these days, they know more than that because there's like four or five yeasts in most breweries. But they only know a certain set of, of um, malts, and the, the, the actual options are less because right, right. it's got to be efficient. Us, we're always going to have access to everything because I think we have 60-something malts. And scenes. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. We uh, cut out there for a quick second. Um, back to Aaron. You were talking about how you guys can do things a little bit differently at the new Doc Sellers Brewery because you have access to all the different um, types of malts and yeast and hops and everything like that. So if you wouldn't mind continuing. Yeah. The point was we just had lots of ingredients that makes it actually more confusing to a little bit. But it's more tools in the toolbox. Yeah. And so we, we all collaborate and put it together and when we make a recipe. Um, and, and basically whoever's passionate the most, I let that fly because the great thing about beer is you can make it again. We'll make That's more. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll That's make... always been my my thought process too. Like, hey, well, what's what if you screw it up? Well, then you lost a hundred bucks, you know, and well, you start with something else. Even when you have a really good batch, people are like it's your it's your best beer. I'm like, I'll make more. Yeah, I'll yeah. Make, I'll make more. Exactly. Drink it. Yeah. Now, can you uh, talk to us about what is the recipe for this one, or do you want to keep that? On no, the actually, absolutely. So this is just a real basic. Uh, uh, it's a Kelly beer, and it's a pilsner. And it's it's Pilsner malt and a little bit of Munich, um, and actually a touch of Carafoam, with German tradition hops, and a Swiss yeast. I was trying something on oh, that. Weird. It's the okay. one, yeah. So we sell it CS one eighty nine. I don't think it's really appropriate with this style. Um, I think it's made more for for a clean, crisp Pilsner. Mm-hmm. The only thing we did different about this is we didn't biofine it. So biofine's a, a finding agent that drops out all the the yeast and haze. And and the oh. more I read about Keller beers, it's just a style that's meant to be a little chewy. Um, it's meant to be young. It's meant to be fresh. It's meant to be chewy. So it's it's to Germans, it's like it's like a pale ale that hasn't gone south yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the the client who won this one, it's not exactly quite what he was thinking. Or? No, it's funny. He said it was a Keller beer, but it's not what he wanted. So oh, he wanted more of an amber beer. Are you gonna have? You think as you get more and more clients for these contracts you, you're going to find a lot of people who are very specific and they kind of have this idea of what they want and it, i wonder if it'll at some point become more trouble than it's worth i mean i don't know what do you think about that well, i okay so i we're starting the custom brewery to where and we haven't really talked about that yet to where we have a 10 barrel system and we're going to brew for people their recipe um, some people won't have a recipe like this particular client. This is a, this is a restaurant just wants his own tap handle. Um, but most people have their own recipe. I've, I've worked at uh, custom uh, wineries before and it's, it's a circus. I mean, yeah. I, I used to always joke about how it's a zoo with people running around. It's just the way it is, but that's the, that's the nature of, of, of reacting to your customer's needs. So I, it's part, it's part of our plan. So I don't know. I actually I didn't think we brew for ourselves at all in that system, but 
one 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 of the slobs who used to own a local brewery mm-hmm. uh, had said, "No, no, no, you're you're going to brew IPAs on here. You're going to brew a couple other things on here because <laughs> that's going to sell." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I was just thinking the one barrel would be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is it going to be called uh, Doc's Cellar Brewery? I mean, what's the... Right now, that's what it's being called. Doc's Cellar uh, Brewery? <laughs> yeah. So I, I jokingly uh, have a name for it, but it's not trademark. So my partners are, are Ray and Leah Shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's their names. And so since we're going to be behind the scenes, I want to call it Shady Brewing Company. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, this is also, um, this is a question I ask uh, home brewers just because it's always interesting getting their, the peace of mind. And I think this is what I was trying to remember from earlier. If you could start your very own brewery where you're running it and everything like that, and you're the mastermind behind it, what do you name it? What do I name it? Uh, probably Moby's Brewing Company. Moby was my nickname in college. Moby? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. How oh, was your flagship beer called Dick? Well, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was it, basically my roommates at the time said, you're big, you're white, you're a dick. Let's call him Moby. <laughs> Is that how it came to be? That's how it came to Moby. be. <laughs> All right. And so I actually, my garage, actually, uh, I have a friend who was a graphic designer. He actually made a little logo. Oh, that's cool. Oh, right I have on. t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every good homebrewer should. You actually have Moby t-shirts I for do. your little brewery? I do. Damn. All right. That's kind of cool, man. I'll have to show you the logo sometime, but yeah. it's a it's a whale riding a wave with a beer in his hand. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> is he like surfing on it or yep. is he like, yep. okay, <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> um, That's all the questions I had regarding the your homebrewing experience mm-hmm. in the brewery. Do you have anything, Lee? Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, no, I guess I don't. I'll, you know, I fly up my seat in my pants. I'll think of something and just jump we, in there later. We can come back to it. Yeah. Um, the other thing Wait. I know we want to discuss is the upcoming homebrewing seminar that you guys are doing yeah. with, at Bang the Drum Brewery. Uh, this is happening Sunday, August 5th from 1 to 4 p.m. Yep. If I got that correct from correct. the event page. Yep. And that's uh, at Bang the Drum Brewery on Orchid. Uh, correct. I'm trying to remember the address. It's like 9... It's at the corner of uh, Sacramento and Orchid. Yeah. They're my neighbors. I don't know the address. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally go at the street to go over to them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, I've been, we've been working them for, for a little while. They've, uh, local, small, small brewery, little nano brewery, customers of ours, and been helping them out whenever we can. They've helped us out. And we were, we've just been talking about just doing something together. And a bunch of their customers that were, uh, had, had told them, hey, it'd be cool if you could like tell us how to brew. And they're like, hey, we know the <laughs> kind of person to hook up with. And so uh, right now we're, we're still finalizing the, the agenda, but right now there's, there's four uh, topics, malt, hops, uh, recipe formulation, and adjuncts. And I'll, I'll probably do uh, malt and hops. And then uh, they do a lot of adjuncts at Bang the Drum. So that'd be a good topic for their brewer, right. Kelly. And then recipe formulation will kind of work. Is this on. like a, a class to introduce people to homebrewing or Brand is this new. a yeah. class that it, is like uh, beginners? Hey, this is just kind of how beer is. Yeah. It's a total beginner kind of thing. We're, we're going to um, have a little raffle uh, giveaway uh, some, they, they have a pretty cool, uh, very cool uh, pressurized uh, stainless steel growler. I love oh, their growlers. Cool. Like, yeah. They're crazy. <laughs> they're like, really, really I good. don't, I don't want to like say my one complaint with him, but rhymes with mice. <laughs> Lee's trying to work it out in his head. Well, Tell you about it later. It's not, it's not working. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so, and we're actually a couple of their beers. Well, not a couple of their beers. One of their beers, their flagship beer is their uh, Queen Mate. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to put a couple of Queen Mate kits together and raffle those off. Oh, fun. So, oh, really cool. you know, extract kits, some ingredients, and there's some other things we're giving away. I forget what it is. Well, but what's it's, nice is if you give them the kit, then they have to come in and buy the rest of the homebrew stuff to <laughs> right. make it. Oh, that's actually one of the things we're giving away. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> oh, cool. We're giving away the uh, all the uh, equipment. The, the uh, starter pack? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, real quick, what's the, uh, it's $25 to attend, correct? Uh-huh. Okay, and use the promo code Craft Beer Chronicles to save $0 <laughs> and still pay $25. But let's, it lets them know who listens to the show so I can know. But if you come up to Aaron and say Craft Beer Chronicles, I will get you a free beer. Ooh, that's a, Ooh. there we I'm go. Gonna just show I'm up just call to get that a free weekend. Beer. <laughs> so how about just a friendly handshake? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no, no, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm friends with them. I'll get a free beer for anybody that comes and listens. Well, to I, I can't, I can't drink when I'm on call because I gotta go help <laughs> well, people if they need you it. Could you just? Well, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. <laughs> that's why you need to go to work, uh, be on call for a brewery instead. Oh God, I've tried. No one wants to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this discussion over the podcast. They probably no listen to your podcast. No one wants. No one listens. We were gonna hire you until, we, <laughs> until you heard you talking shit. Yeah, uh, about my or media. whatever. I don't know. You're... No, that's really cool. I know I have a couple friends who I have a friend who moved into the area who was he's in the wine industry, but he's talking about like, dude, let's homebrew. Let's let's do this. Like, well, I want to explore it. Like, you know, like let's do this stuff. So I'm gonna definitely suggest it for them. Yep. Um, even all my friends who I know who do homebrew consistently, I'll still suggest it to come over. Uh, come over because. You know, who who can't learn more? Yeah, and you, you could come over and hang out. I the, as far as the seminar goes, it really is just for beginners. Okay. I feel like you it's going to be a pretty packed little house. I mean, are you guys going to be a, brewing a batch or anything? No, or? Okay, no. So it's so mostly just like it's uh, it's going to go over the ingredients sheets. and everything, and, and we're going to bring examples of different styles and gotcha. taste. And so it'll be interactive. You'll be, you'll be tasting grains. You'll be smelling hops. You'll be you know kind of access the things and bring some extract because they don't have a they don't exactly have a lot of space in their brew house to no it won't be in the brew house more so than five people in there it'll, you be, know? it'll be in the patio <laughs> yeah that, that would work a lot more effectively no i mean uh kelly's uh, a small girl and uh, her and i don't fit in the same place I mean, <laughs> it's it's a small brewery yeah there's no way i could work in there she's perfect for it <laughs> yeah absolutely um Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of anything more for talking about the the seminar or anything like that. I think that's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, for it, again, locals, you guys, the um, docs are really there for everybody. I yeah, mean, and we, you know, we've been talking about it. We our our own brewery kind of got in the way, but we've been talking about pairing up with local breweries just to have their kits available of like their flagships. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, man. so that's something yeah. we still want to do. I just, you know, it's, this is a small shop. There's five people at work, <laughs> two, yeah. you know, two owners and three employees, and it's like, you know, trying you to only start, do so much while try, you're trying. To start your own brewery we're, we're under construction right now so that, that part's one of the things we want to go do though i like that your guys's pilot system at your new brewery is the size of most breweries <laughs> <laughs> actually some of our customers some of our future you know uh, contract brewing customers that's that's their size that's their size yeah, yeah. i gotcha yeah so is it gonna how's it translate over i mean there's a whole different you know, the, the hops are going to behave differently in the bigger kettle and all yeah, that. And you know, it's, not only has Shane worked small and big, not mm-hmm. Shane, Connor, I mean, Connor has, but two of our customers used to work at big places and they have small places now. Okay. And so um, I, I've not had experience with it, but through them, uh, you keep everything the same. Your specialty grains actually diminish. Okay. You actually use less specialty grains. You know, let's say you have 10% Munich. Right. You probably use like, you know, 5 to 8% instead of 10 Wow, almost like even half almost. Yeah, yeah. It's just it something, to, and then your hop extraction actually goes up. Okay, so really that. 
pilot system is so hard to even use as a pilot system because it's such a yeah it is but if, if you know those ratios it is your pilot system oh right okay so Once you, you figure the ratio out yeah do you mind if we open up uh, one sure. of these other ones uh, what yeah. would you suggest uh, the next one uh, English bitter so this was a this one actually was a fun one for me because this is a standard uh, standard English bitter uh, and around here double barrels kind of that style right. of, of beer um, but this was a new yeast we'd never used before, what and it was, it was quite successful in my my opinion because it uh, it had the it was a dry yeast called London ESB that we had never we'd never used and we wanted to see what it would taste like and it almost is exactly like uh, White Lab zero zero two, really good character. Um, supposedly the one I mean it's, even though they don't make British the one that uh, Lagunitas uses. That's me. It looks like a background music. <laughs> it looks like a DBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, English bitter is English bitter. Yeah, right. And, and the funny thing you'll see about, except for the Pilsner, which we just brewed, the beers that I brought, they're, we followed what we always preach to all of our customers. Choose a forgiving beer on a new system. Yeah. And so amber beers are just more forgiving than hoppy beers. Right, right. And so all these beers are ambers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Oh, you should have cheers. cheers. Oh, no. I was... Cheers go. from behind the mic as you guys were enjoying it. <laughs> I like this one better than the than the uh, color beer. The color beer, really mm. nice. <laughs> yeah, but I like the other one too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I already neglect pretty much seventy five percent of the breweries in this town, anyways, just because I don't have time or money. Let's bump it up to eighty. Sure, <laughs> I'll, we'll drive by. I wouldn't want to stop there, and no, I can't. But yeah. Yeah, kudos. This is delicious, man. Do you, you think you're going to have a lot of just random people coming in? Or you think it's going to be mostly people who are know you're, know, know you're there because they're brewers? or You know, we don't have a clue, but I just... You know? our, our whole... The whole... Okay, so since we have two different kind of ideas, one, the 10 barrels doing custom brewing, the one barrel is more to make it a better experience for our current customers. Mm. We probably will get some more people in. But, you know, in this day and age, it's hard to compete with Amazon and those kind of companies, um, right. you know, and, and they do good jobs. But we when you come in, you can actually try a beer or walk around with a pint of beer in, in a store and do some shopping. That's more of an experience. And so we're kind of targeting and enriching the experience of our current customers and maybe growing that base. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we're going to be a bar. You know, right. That, yeah. We're going to keep the same hours. It would, be a, it would be too weird of an atmosphere to have anybody really hang out if they weren't there for a reason, you know? Well, on the other hand, if it became super, super lucrative, I'd get rid of all the homebrew stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, you make, a, you make a lot of people sad, but I don't think anyone would blame you. Or just get the guy. Uh, you have you have the homebrew shop, then you have some dude who's in a different warehouse. And then right. you have the brew house down the way. So you just got to get rid of him somehow. Yeah, our intention is just to enhance the experience for our customers. Okay. But so. you know how you get like an app, like the brewery map app or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys are going to show up on it or not, but just, you know, if I was in a new town, like, hey, what the hell is this shady brewing <laughs> in the back of this place called Doc Cellar? Exactly. <laughs> Sounds scuzzy. I'm going to go there. You know? That's, that's actually, so <laughs> the Doc Cellar, so the beers we're going to serve on tap, that's going to be Doc Cellar. <laughs> I got you. It's more so the custom brewery. Oh, the contracts. The I got you. So, but no, we actually, once we get enough uh, taps full, once we get everything full and we get going again, I'm actually going to become uh, published to untapped and become a verified venue. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so you people can go and see, may very well stumble upon So you. as the tap list changes, you know, should I go in and get some yeast? No, I've had those beers. Oh, wait, I haven't had this one. Let me go. Let me go get some yeast and buy some beer. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if you, you said you listened to all of our shows and I don't know if. 
We're going to test you now, but uh-huh. Lee's going to test you. <laughs> um, when I got, when I what started me in homebrewing was the fact that you could go to Central Coast Brewing and mm-hmm. be the brewmaster for a day. Right. The, and so the I started off as just a consumer and said, hey, that would be fun. I should look into that. And then by the time it came around, I had gone a different route. But but uh, really good beer back that time, too. Right. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. The chai, the chai ale, man. Whew, no, I meant I meant the so brew on good. premise stuff. If you're talking the brew on premise, that was notorious back in the day for being infected. Oh, was it? Oh, oh notorious, yeah, yeah, notorious. Oh, they had it back when I was at Cal Poly years and years and years ago. It was yeah. just just you come and you, your beers would explode. No, I've heard some from <laughs> stories from George. Who's been yeah, pretty uh, unimpressed. This is all pre-Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but do you think you're going to do something like that too, perhaps like a brewmaster for a day type of thing? Just or? the slob tap. Just the slob tap? You know, and we, we reserve the right to change our mind for whatever's profitable. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. <laughs> but for, for, for right now, it's, it's Well, I mean, I wonder because like, so, you know, if, it was what, 375 bucks or something to do it mm-hmm. at CCB. And that was uh, 72 22-ounce bottles, so... Well, that would be. We've uh, already done like some numbers on the one barrel system, and yeah. it's not enough to be profitable. No, no, yeah. we would have to sell a lot of them to be profitable. I got you. Because the amount of time it takes for us three guys to go to out put there into and a dig one barrel them. is yeah. the exact same as a ten. Right, like it's Absolutely. the exact same. Yeah, and so you you got one tenth the output. So that it, it's kind of rough. We we actually are doing it for. We're actually making an IPA right now for mm-hmm. in a one barrel batch for customer. But it's more so because he's been a longtime customer of Doc's. He's starting a pro brewery, um, and he wants to buy tens eventually. Right. So, but it's like, Dan, I don't know if we're going to really do the one barrel, but if we sell enough of them, maybe. I don't know. Get a whole fleet of SS Brewtech. <laughs> or could barrels. you even just be like, you know, if somebody wanted to rent the space, be like, hey, don't break it. No, that would be too ballsy, man. Fuck that. No, noise. that's possible, but it takes a whole that, different... It takes, yeah. It takes different uh, um, uh, state license. Oh, true. Okay. ABC is totally different on that one. Plus, dude, I wouldn't want some random dude walking into my brew house and being, okay, I know you don't know what you're doing with any of that stuff. Well, and I always have a very specific way of how I treat everything I have. It's possible, though. And so I could, you know, I, yeah. I wonder if... Because, I mean, there's there's a, a three or four cideries in a place in Paso that's doing the same thing. Are they? You know, yeah. So this it's called alternating proprietorship. Oh, right. Yeah. That's totally possible. I, well, I think if you had the right gentleman come in, but I'm yeah. talking about just some newbie oh. who just wants to learn, doesn't want to make the investment, the $100 investment to buy your own kit. Yeah. <laughs> which turns into a $1,000 investment, which turns into... You know, yeah. five grand, which turns into ten, and right. next thing you know, you're opening a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, you're broke. Yeah, yeah. Um. You're divorced. <laughs> you got it. You don't have a garage anymore. You live in a van. You no. live in the garage with. You live in your brewery in your garage. In a van yeah. by the river. Oh, yeah. Down by the river. <laughs> um, when like you brew these one barrel like. Batch beers for people. Yeah. Is that in like, do you keg for them too? Like, so do you do it like yeah. in the, the, the five, six, like six stole yeah, ones? Yeah, the six stoles, the sake kegs, the standard commercial kegs. Is, we, we, that was a, that was a, like, I was talking with Lee before they started here. That was one of our learning curves is that uh, we've been using corny kegs for a while. And corny kegs, by their nature, you know, old soda kegs have a large surface area and it carbonates very nicely. And sake's, because of their nature, and if you fill it correctly, there's no oxygen, there's no anything, they're totally full. And so it's it's impossible to carbonate in there. That's why most people have bright tanks. You know, they, they actually will transfer to a bright tank. But being 
being one barrel size, we want to handle this stuff as little as possible. So we're just going to go straight from the fermenter in the keg. Yeah. And then we we we've uh, we've read a couple things, and we'll we'll fill it a little bit less full, so we have the headspace so we can carbonate in the keg. And actually, we've done it's going on right now. We're it's still a work in progress to get our techniques down, but it's mm-hmm. it's working. It's effective. Yeah, I mean the first the Keller beer we had was that way. Yeah. That's a, yeah, you told me that this before we started, and I was already trying to like design some kind of weird contraption in my head that you would attach to the top of the sinky. Well, it's called a bright tank. Just go get yeah. a bright tank. Yeah. Yeah. Bright tank instead, Just right? get a bright tank. Yeah. You know? Or a unit tank. So yeah. why did you guys get cheap and not get unit tanks? Um, you know what's funny? It was the extra handling and, uh, and all that. We, uh, we didn't think it would be worth putting money into the unit tank for one barrel. No. Yeah, no, I, I considered it too. All of our like, ten barrel no tanks, way. our ten barrels are all in unit tanks. Yeah, it and makes sense at that volume. Absolutely, <laughs> and actually, that's what uh, CCB's new place is, and it was based upon following their model and talking to them. I mean, I you know, they're not sixties, but it's no, still, it's, yeah. same, it's same, <laughs> same idea. idea. But you know, all three of those uh, brewers, there's three brewers at CCB that used to all work at Docs, and so there's a there's a connection. So Brandon, Eric, and and Greg have all worked at Docs, and so there's like like when I was buying my homebrew supplies, I was buying it from Brandon. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. So it's so I've known him for years. He's been a great brewer for years, and so when he's been, he you know he he has paid his dues and worked the Firestone, come back and won as many awards as anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if it's going to work for him, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> you can trust what he says. Exactly. Cool. Well, what's next, Shane? Uh, <laughs> next to talk about or next to drink? Because I was going to bring up the fact that no one usually sees this except for me and Lee, but I have to give kudos to Aaron. Aaron is the only person who's come on the show who drinks faster than me because his glass is already <laughs> oh, empty. Oh, damn. Holy and moly. And normally I'm the one who's like down in my shit and waiting for people to finish because I don't want to rush everyone. I'm well, thirsty. It's because no, he liked I'm, his beer I'm so happy. much. I'm like, thank you. I need to have you more on more often so I don't feel as alcoholic. You could finish those yeah, two I can bottles. finish these. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Open another one. Put that way we do it. Okay. Hold on. I got to down this now. That's I got to down this one now. I'm going to down this one now too. Oh. Yeah. All right. What the hell? Are we I might even next? down this one and pour another one, and then down that one <laughs> before Shane gets this other one open. Well, my wife's driving me home. She can drive us all home. But Shane's yeah. already home. But I mean, there you go. You <laughs> can <laughs> leave your car. Here. See. Um, Actually, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down here before because Shane's taking so long. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and this ESB yeah, is so douche. good. <laughs> it is really good. All right. So there I decided next we'll go with a classic, uh, Firestone Pivo Pilsner. But Absolute not, but classic. not back to classic. Just well, no. Classic. This is not. This is just not our classic. segment. This is just a classic that you suggested I grab. I did suggest that you grab this. Exactly. Right. If I see twenty taps, that's where my eye goes to. Pivo pills. <laughs> oh, it's a good now, one. so this is actually something that again I feel dumb not, for not knowing. Not <laughs> no. <laughs> I I feel dumb for not knowing this, but I was kind of checking this out. Like. IPAs or pale ales, do you need to worry about storage time on pilsners and lagers? Less so. Okay, because I saw yes. I saw the cans that they had. <laughs> yes the no. cans yeah. were from like February. Yeah. You so know, I and I picked this one up because it's the it was bottled on May 11th. So it's still over two months. Yeah. But it was better than that's okay. five months. You know, and actually, it really comes down. It comes down to less time than was it refrigerated the whole time. Yeah. I've heard podcasts uh, with Charlie Bamforth, the guy from UC Davis, talking about the whole. God, he had a, he had it broken down like temperature for every degree Celsius. You can add a month onto it or something like that. Don't even quote me. But, I remember um, something about that. I don't know if I yeah. read it or if I heard it somewhere. So it's really temperature dependent. If if it's cold the whole way through, temperature is less relevant. 
Um, I doubt this was called the whole way through. <laughs> you know, just the way distribution works right, and right. blah, blah, blah. But uh, it, lagers are a little bit more forgiving. This is a hoppy lager. So it's it's all about the hops and, and the freshness of it. But it, it is more forgiving. But it's fresh beer is always better. It's always yeah. better. But it's well, also, this is going to be handled, at least from the brewer's point, mm-hmm. out of the brewery, handled exceptionally well. So yeah, yeah. the packaging is nines and... Oh. They got the best equipment there. Mm-hmm. And they heard they have some pretty decent brewers, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Um, this reminded me, because I, I got this at um, uh, CalFresh, and I was in there the other day helping somebody pick out beer because he just was asking questions and wanted some help. And he brought up to me the like the concept of skunky beer. Now, Is this light struck? I was just going to say that. <laughs> that no, I, it's an amber bottle. It's not light struck. But um, not at all? No, nah, it's impossible. It, it would be oxidized instead of light struck. Uh, but it's just, it, it would have to, after, uh, light strike happens, like hops don't get light struck until the fir- something happens in fermentation. There's some sort of chemistry there that people know about that I don't know about. But if if it's never sees light, like this never has, this is an amber bottle and mm-hmm. da, 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 then the smells you're saying that would be like light strike are actually oxidation. And they would do similar things. Hmm. Okay, because I've always smelled oxidation a little bit different than the kind of skunkiness. Well, there's but a bunch of different kinds, though. Yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> of different kinds. That makes sense. So uh, yeah. going back to that, though, asking you guys, because you know a little bit better than me, he was holding like a six-pack of cans and was worried about age because it's due to skunkiness. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but age isn't due to, well, age maybe oxidation, but it's more really a, a component of light, correct? Correct, correct. Okay, so I was like, I like, I like calmly told that I was like, oh, I don't think you should have anything to worry because uh, from what I know that skunkiness is a component of light exposure, not. Well, okay. It, it, skunkiness can come from oxidation too, but it's not the same thing. This is not, this is not light struck. So that, that's the only thing I was saying is just, it's like, we know Firestone, they package as good as anybody that can. Yeah. That's, that's an amber bottle. So it's not light struck. It might have some of the same sensory impact that a skunky beer would be, but it's, it would be because of the age and oxidation. Okay. So, but oxidation could in itself lead to skunky like. Yeah. Okay, yep. so I was like half right, half wrong. Still, either, either way, I'm never <laughs> nah, gonna see. No that, I'm never gonna see that guy again. He's back in Georgia, but I, I just I didn't want to be giving out false information because you know wanting to learn He's more. Think that Shane like, Little would. Yeah, idiot. I feel like I feel like this is information that I would I should have, and it's it's good to finally get that confirmed. Um, speaking about the line, uh, speaking about canning and bottles and things such as that, I think that's very. Weak segue into <laughs> talking about some new, some craft beer news that uh, I was I was searching through the internet and found out. I thought these were some cool stories. Um, start a little local. Figaro Mountain is installing a canning line and will soon be distributing their cal- uh, the cannons to California and Arizona, which are their two big markets. Apparently, they uh, had they had a big expansion. Yeah. And they're, I think they're they're doing like just four to start off with. Um, I wish I would remember from the photo, but it's probably going to be the Danish Red, probably the Hoppy Pop, the Hoppy Poppy. Yep. Uh, I don't think Lizard Mouth was on there. But yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on our local Figaro Mountain transitioning to cans? I think it's great. I think cans. The thing about cans is they uh, oxidize more going into the package, but once they're sealed, they never oxidize. So it's actually like if they can do the process well, and and actually I was just noticing somebody on Instagram, one of the local canners, finally started to do a nitrogen purge on their their filling unit, which is great because that's the way it should be happening. If they do a proper fill, that'll be a better better product for us by the time it comes to you. So I love it. Hmm. 
Why nitrogen instead of uh, CO2? It's just... Uh, it's cheaper. And oh, it's... and when you use liquid nitrogen, so one of my jobs when I worked at Nestle is I did uh, Kern's Fruit Nectars. I don't know if you guys ever had Kern's oh, Fruit yeah, Nectars. Oh, yeah, uh, Not in a while, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I can that. <laughs> and so, but and it, was a, it was an old Coca-Cola canner, and it had this, it would inject liquid nitrogen right after it filled, and the nitrogen would expand and displace all the oxygen. And so it can, in a quicker fashion, displace the oxygen better than CO2 can. Oh. And so, because CO2 is subject to turbulence. And so, if it's moving around and, and, and moving, to, and so nitrogen is too, but if it's subject to turbulence, then the oxygen is going to bleed in in there and get in there. But liquid, the liquid nitrogen will sit on there and kind of expand as it hits the warmer product. I gotcha. So, it's actually just like a little drip of it, a it's little a drop. drop. It's a little drop of liquid nitrogen in there. Huh. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. That's what they're doing at Fig? No, I saw, I saw like one of the local canneries. Has had an Instagram post today that they put it on there, and I forget it was like I'm not going to say the name because I remember. I wouldn't it was. think that would be too difficult to do for any place, as long as you can get a little <laughs> nozzle and a little. My joke is there's nothing too difficult. It just takes lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> so being rich is the biggest difficulty, right? Yeah. I mean, we can do whatever we want. It just takes money, right? Yeah, but you're right, and it's it's better quality that way. Hmm. So, what Fig Mountain beer do you want to see in cans? Oh, dude, the uh, the Dunkel. Dunkle? Ah. Dunkle in my pants? Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of the name, but I kind of am. <laughs> it's I, mean, like, I like beer puns, but I'm I like, wonder if that was something where they were like, <laughs> shit, why did we do that? Well, because we it reminds you of shit. I mean, it's like, yeah. but, uh, I mean, it's gotten them, it's gotten them awards. Like they're like, Hey, make fun of the name all you want. We were just going to wear all this. Bling. Absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly. a good beer. It's a great beer. Um, and Danish red, you know, that's, it's actually, it's, it's a little, so as far as like Vienna style lagers go, I'm more of a fan of Cervantes because it's got a little bit more malt to it. But man, it's like still a great beer. <laughs> I would yeah. love to see that one. My favorite that I always had there was the the um, the zero to sexy. Zero to sexy. But I had that one. Man, that was so damn good. And I don't know if it's something that they make all the time. You I know? think I think they're starting I've to produce it, it more because I see it more. Yeah, in four I've seen it now. over and over. But the first time I had that beer was the biggest <clears throat> shock. Because it's, it's it's, like a, it, it pours golden. It pours yeah. like a lager or pours like something normal. It smells and tastes like coffee. It's a blonde coffee oh, beer. Oh, I made one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just such a trip. Yeah. Like, I have, a, I have a friend who doesn't like hoppy beers, but he loves coffee and dark beers. I poured it for him. He's like, dude, I'm not going to like this. He's like, no, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> try this shit. He's like, the fuck did you give me? Yeah. It's it's such a crazy thing. So, I agree. Zoda Sexy is a good one. I like that guy. And I, and I, I think it's interesting, too, because, yeah, they say they're going to start in California and Arizona, but... I mean, yeah, not knowing the business, it seems easier and safer to ship cans and distribute cans mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about glass shifting or breaking. It's or lighter, like too. That. It's cheaper. Yeah, lighter. So, I mean, hopefully this means it'll be able to distribute farther. Can you – so, obviously, you don't really want to warm store it, but <clears throat> I guess you could heat cycle. You wouldn't be so worried about heat cycling cans than you would bottles. Then. I think you would. As just as much? Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, everything I've heard is is heat's the biggest. I mean, after oxygen, heat's the biggest thing right. that kills you. And it, and it's you know I, I I don't know I don't have I don't, can't speak to it really well, but I would think that uh, a, a a constant temperature would be better than a up down up oh, down yeah. up down up down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even if it's not a super cold constant, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Cool. That's uh, good news. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next, uh, it seems like I left college too early slash went to the wrong school. 
New Belgium is looking to hire 14 college brand ambassadors across the U.S. Those selected for this program will play a frontline role in increasing New Belgium brands' awareness by executing tasting events, promotions, and more. Um, they're, out of the 14 schools that they're going with, only two of them are cal- in California. And I say only two because they picked 14 schools out of 50 states, and we got... One out of seven, but if you are interested in beer and you go to San Francisco State University or Long Beach State University, you know, be aware for that, that New Belgium is going to be looking to hire people to, you know, advocate for them. What is a brand ambassador? That's a weird choice of schools. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, where would you go? Obviously, Cal Poly. Chico. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm saying. Santa Barbara. That's a marketing choice somehow, some way. They had a target that they were looking for that they found in those schools. Yeah. You know, and it's and so those are both. Uh, I don't know, actually. They're both about three and a half hours away from here, so like we're in the exactly, middle. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's 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 kind of like the eight hundred five ambassador or something like that, where they go to they do events and pourings. Or I know there's a whole bunch of different like quick marketing schemes when I was at Poly for energy drinks or. Uh, all this other shit. So I think that's what it's probably going to be. I couldn't get a job when I was graduating poly. So I actually applied to be a Wiener Schnitzel, not Wiener Schnitzel, but the Oscar Mayer uh, Wiener Bibel driver. No way. So it was actually like a thing. That would have been awesome, man. You tell us you this now. We could have talked like three hours on that. <laughs> Screw beer. You drive a wiener mobile. No, I did didn't you, make you, it. Did you get the, did I you didn't get the make job? It. I got a job with Smuckers instead. <laughs> <laughs> Making jelly. Strawberries. <laughs> oh, fun. That's no. crazy. That would have been freaking fun. It was like the, the Cal Poly Placement Center. They had a, they had a Wienermobile driver. Huh. <laughs> like, this, I don't know. I, like, this seems like a really cool opportunity. I don't think by the time I realized I enjoyed beer as much as I did, I think I had a semester left. But I, I think this is a cool opportunity for people. I, I wish it was closer to Cal Poly so I could talk to all my friends and be like, do this and then hook me up with some New, Bel- New Belgium. I want that La Foley and Cork and Cage. I keep hearing about it. I don't know where it's at yet. Um, but I mean, if you guys were still, if, I mean, we were all still in college. What what brewery would you want to ambassador for on your college campus? I'd pick the one that I'm the head volunteer for, anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know>? CCB. <laughs> Absolutely. That's like that's why I'm here thinking. What is a brand ambassador? Can't these kids just go be a head volunteer somewhere? <laughs> That's a good one, actually. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. Sure. To, I actually probably would want to do McMinimins, the one that got me into craft beer up in Portland. Mm. Actually, it's all over, it's all over the Pacific Northwest. There's there's not just one, but there's a lot of them. But and what's it called? McMinimins. McMinimins. Yeah, it's a small chain. They have they have they had like one of my favorite places was go to the Brew Pub Theater. They took over an old theater. Cool. They man. took out like half the, every other row, and they put tables in. Oh, and, really? And it was like, oh, they the time, made this is a permanent installation. That well, they made. it was it was an old movie theater. Yeah. That was like, you know, they took it over and it was, uh, they, they have brew pubs also. So right. this is just. So this is a big, big brand, really. It is in the Northwest, but okay. it's it's like funky. It's not, it's not corporate. It's not, it just has a really comfortable feel. But they, my favorite thing is this is back when, you know, before Netflix, mm-hmm. that they, there was VHS, you know, when things came out at Blockbuster and there was, there was movies at the theater. There's a big yeah. gap between. They, yeah. They would get those movies in the middle. Oh, okay. Charge you a dollar to get in. Yeah. And then charge you full price for a picture of their beer while you're sitting there watching a great movie that you Hell haven't yeah. seen yet. <laughs> watching a Top Gun or something. Yeah. So, like, my vision when I first came back here was to buy the old Fox Theater in San, in, in uh, Paso Rubbles and make it into a brew pub theater. Oh, yeah. But then found out how decrepit that thing was. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that the one that's up the square? Uh, it's it's up the street from the square. It's okay. it's on Spring Street. But oh, the, that one. Oh yeah, that's a, local a cool distillery. theater, man. Yeah, local. It's great. Uh, that would be a cool spot. Local distillery tried to buy it and put something in there, but it was just way too expensive to renovate. It's totally. It's gone. It's bad, bad. Yeah, huh? but it's a beautiful theater. It would. It could be. Yeah. Anyway, no. damn man, that sucks. <laughs> cool information. Just leave the outside, gut the entire, and that's the thing. Yeah. Anybody could have anything if they have enough money. I'll just put a big <laughs> yeah. screen up there and we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, and then the last bit of news. So, I, this is actually one of the few beers that kind of got me when I first started. Uh, the Goose Island Bourbon County brand stout. What are your guys' opinions on that? I know that actually Anheuser Busch now. For mass marketed, that quality still kept up. I've mm-hmm. had one not that long ago, and it's still good quality. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm more of a support local guy, but I'm also a support good quality guy. Yeah, and it's kind of like a a classic find beer, you know. Mm-hmm. Like what, when I first, to, they're getting more variants now too. It seems. Yeah, we'll get into some of the crazy ones, but <laughs> I know that when I first started getting into it when I was 21. I remember it was so crazy because I walked into Cork and Bottle because that before CalFresh was the best place to get stuff. And I remember walking in there and they have like their big crazy new beers up front and they'll put the price tag on it. And you get a four pack of Ribbon County brand stout 12 ounce bottles for 50 bucks. Yeah. And it was just, it was kind of like, there's no fucking way this beer is worth it. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It was crazy. So obviously I bought one <laughs> and I, t- I took it home for Christmas and I don't, I don't think I told anybody that year. I think I saved it for the, I, I waited till the next year, but my dad wanted to be cool. My dad's not really into craft beer. He never was, but this is when they were releasing that Guinness 1759. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that and he's one. like, this is a really cool idea. I was like, I'm going to buy a case. So he bought a case of Guinness 1759 and was <laughs> waiting to open it on Christmas. And he was pouring around people were like, yeah, this is good. This is cool. And then meanwhile, me not knowing how it is, I'm cracking open Bourbon County brand stout, 13%, giving it to my cousins and uncle and everybody. And they're like, oh shit, this is good. And this got plastered. Huh? And it was, it was, it was, it was the, un, it was the unintentional of like, yeah, this is something cool. Like this is Christmas. I like, I want to try this crazy dad, beer with you. Sure. And then it was just like, Shane brought the good beer. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dad. I still think we have all but one of those Guinness, like that, besides that one we opened up, all of the bottles that we ordered from that Guinness 1759 oh. are still sitting in the fridge Ooh. from four years ago. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> they're all like pass. 750 milliliter bottles. Anyway, back to the point is, uh, for the upcoming 2018 Goose Island Bourbon County brand stouts, the Alcohol and Tobacco Trade, uh, Tax and Trade Bureau has approved nine labels for Jesus. this year's release. So they're going to continue. So as they have the, the the regular, they have the coffee, as usual. This year's proprietor's blend is with cocoa nibs and chocolate. Mm. They're doing another reserve. Uh, last year, I believe it was Knob Creek. This year, it's uh, 12-year Elijah Craig barrels. They're bringing back vanilla and bramble rye, which is rye barrels uh, with raspberries and blackberries. Uh, the big changes is they're taking away the barley wine and replacing it with a wheat wine. Okay. And their two crazy ones is they're introducing a horchata with Ceylon, cinnamon, vanilla, and lactose. Gag. And Neapolitan with strawberry puree, chocolate, vanilla, and lactose. Maybe not gag, but probably gag. You know that horchata beer, the only one I had that was ever good was the one from the brewery. And that was only when it was fresh. The orzata? Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as that thing got a couple of months on it, it was gag. Yeah. Brewery is crazy with their adjuncts and as a 
member. I still say that. But yeah, so, I mean, God, the fact that they're doing, possibly doing nine different ones is crazy enough as it is. I'm excited. I love the vanilla one. It's going to, I'm not going to get my hands on it because no one around here anymore gets anything besides regular. Like for some reason, two years ago, we stopped getting variants. We stopped getting anything. We just got the regular and we're told to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that sounds good. The reserve sounds good. I've always heard the proprietor is good, but that's only released in Chicago. I don't know, like why get rid of barley wine. Barley wine's fantastic. I mean wheat wines are wheat. With wheat wine. I I guess so. And then what the hell is up with this horchata Neapolitan? Like it's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> I that seems so out of the norm for them. Like I don't know. Like fucking stick with your regulars and your. Well, you know, ones. they want to keep it uh, fresh and keep it uh, exciting. Like I said, I'm really about local and I'm about whatever is good quality. Yeah. I'm not about that. Yeah. <laughs> that That is horrible sounding. Yeah, and I'm also, okay, the, the proprietor's <laughs> blend with cocoa nibs and chocolate. Man, look here. Isn't Elijah that just Craig a barrels? double dip of chocolate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it just is. like, why not just do chocolate? Like, why right. throw in cocoa nibs? I don't... Under, like, last... I still want 2017s because it sounds like... It's like a Bananas Foster theme. So... And that sounds amazing. I, I worked for Frito-Lay for a few years, and we would... I was in the potato chip division, and we would, every two years or three years, have to bring back pizza potato chips, and they would never sell. We would make, like, a whole run of them. They'd go stale, and we'd never sell because some marketing guy says you need to have pizza chips. <laughs> You need to have pizza you would chips. Think, or like whatever. Why somebody one? says, we need horchata. It worked yeah. good for a blue moon. We need horchata. Yeah. <laughs> what about ketchup chips? How come you guys never brought those to the States? You know, that's funny because I, work, I worked up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And we, we supplied a lot of chips up there. And ketchup and dill were the number one and two. And then salt and vinegar was number three. And that was the only one that we had made. But it, was, yeah. it never made it down here. That's so weird because they're <laughs> damn good, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I could mess up some ketchup chips. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that, was, that, that was my one rant of the week because that one was, again, like, it's, it's like seven out of the nine of those sound good. One sounds redundant, but it's just the horchata and, and watch. Those will be the ones that taste amazing because it's like, oh, they did it so well. It's going to no. be like freaking no, raw no. or it's, it's going to be like um, cycle with their Neapolitan flavored one. That's crazy. Uh. Yeah. No, the bourbon barrel one should be the best one because it's uh, bourbon county style, right? <laughs> and it's a class classic. No. The Elijah Craig's. Elijah Craig's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the reserve. Elijah maybe. Craig is just fantastic in general. I know. What was it? The big one that I did. I bought the rare a couple. The 2015 rare, which was the Heaven Hill, and I actually opened that up on the first episode or the first volume. That was really good. So, like I said, I I'd get them if they made it out here, but I you got to go back to the first volume to hear him drinking that beer. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, the one where we're sitting around the table talking about stupid shit with just like, let's fucking do this. <laughs> I love all you guys though who did it with me. So have fun, <laughs> have fun in your adult lives. All right, that's it for news. So now we transition into our newest segment, back to basics. For those oh, yeah. who don't know, we, right. we go back and look at <laughs> classic <laughs> beers. Does he that just, do I get a beer in my glass now? Yes, you get a beer in your glass. Well, we were close to this segment. I didn't want to start a new beer and then force you guys to chug. I was, I was trying to give you sad looks. Uh, <laughs> so, there's beer in these it's bottles not the main here. Segment yet? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we 
we did it a little bit different because normally it's like we do one beer and I'll share it. But Lee and I had differing opinions on what we should bring considering we're focused on lagers and kind of exploring that style. So we actually have two different beers for Back to Basics. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go with Lee's first because I'm selfish and want to do mine later. Okay. So for Lee's, we're gonna we're not going to say it. Lee chose... Why aren't we going to say it? <laughs> because I wanted that laugh first. <laughs> Lee selected Coors Banquet. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with Coors I Banquet. I do not hate this beer. This no, is no. good beer. It's, this, a, it's a great, cla- and it's a true classic beer. I do not doubt that one <laughs> single bit. And while, yes, we did have a Firestone beer, this is a craft beer show drinking Coors. You can see why I was a little bit like this, this is craft beer. Chronicles. They do they do have a lot of GABF awards for that beer. That I I believe you. No, no. If you want to get the one that wins the most, get Pabst. That yeah. one wins every yeah. year. <laughs> That's true. My dad never drank Pabst though. He would have a couple of cores and then he drinks some Coronas a couple of times. Oh, so your dad didn't beat you? No, this is. <laughs> so I apologize to anyone who drinks. So when I think of basics, <laughs> this you is know. a good beer though. No, I don't. I don't doubt. It. Watch, you're gonna probably like this one better than the one that I brought. But it's just the fact of like, I can't. Like, okay, so going back to that first episode, Actually, it's, it's a little rough in the succession. <laughs> the what? This succession going like from these beers we just went to to this one. We need to start with this one. <laughs> I can't go back to basics. I know. So going, um, going Still back good. to I'm our calling first, it good. Going Screw back to guys, our first like volume. It. I laugh because our first iteration of Binge Bong Bale, we did two craft beers and I think Bud Light or Coors Light or something like that. And no one dumped out Coors Light or no one did it. Like, oh, we'll, we'll enjoy the Coors Light because I picked two other really... Off. Oh, the donut beer yeah, I think you picked. The, the Rogue Voodoo Donut. And yeah. I can't even remember what the other one was. Other, that was horrible. Yeah. That's why everyone bailed on it. <laughs> But it was the fact, it was like, yeah, I'm starting a craft beer podcast. Let's just immediately shit on craft beer and enjoy (laughs) regular beer. Talk about how much we like Coors Banquet. Yeah, so that's why I'm trying to avoid things like Coors and Budweiser. Well, like I said, I I brought Duvel over there, so I can't talk. I reserve judgment until I see his beer, but I'm leaning towards him. (laughs) Um, See, with my beer, I just got to watch out and see if I even pronounce it correctly. Uh Uh-oh. But, I mean, how many times, and I think this is a... Oddly, Coors Banquet is like a brewer's staple. Like they all, they all kind of gravitate towards that. It's a, it's good. You know, hell, I don't know. Shit. Look, at least uh, most people I know think it's pretty decent. It's better than I. I'm real. I'm not gonna lie. This is enjoyable. This is better than what I drank in college because we went with the Coors Light or the Natty Light. Mm -hmm. But see, this is this is the beer that you drink when you don't want to drink beer. Like when I, you just want to like so never. That's that's actually always my joke. When when I don't want water and I don't want beer, yeah, I'll have this. Yeah, Coors Banquet or Coors Light. Like if you're at the lake all day, you can't roll in with a with a with a twelve crap. pack of Sierra Nevada or something, or even like you know? any other crap. I disagree yeah. with you. I mean, you have to drink Coors because you're gonna drink like thirty beers. I can I can go on I can go on the lake and drink a case of Bourbon County brand stout. Watch me. You're not gonna make it off the lake I, as long as I'm not driving. Yeah. But there's a reason I'm fat. Handle, you know, a 24 or something of a couple Coors banquets or some Coors Light, and you'll be good to go. It actually hydrates you. 
I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. <laughs> uh, I will. So I'm kind of depressed because looking at this can, it reminds me of the fact that within the last month, I actually went to Denver. I went to Colorado, and we attempted to go do the Coors Brewery tour in Golden. Um, it's just the fact that when we got there, that line was like an hour long. Oh. Jesus like we, Christ. We picked, we, we picked Father's Day weekend. I think we picked actually Father's Day oh. to go do it. And it was just kind of like a surprise. But, but you go, but you go into Golden, and wait, that are you telling town, me that Dad's like beer? Dad's uh, like Coors. Uh, yeah. If you knew your father, Lee, you would know that. <laughs> you poor orphan child. If Mr. Samways listens to these, I'm sorry. He does. So I hope you, I hope you feel really bad. Is that the other guy? <laughs> yeah, that's the other guy. Actually, no, he doesn't. My mom does though. My mom says, it's so nice to hear your voice. I think that's her way of saying I need to call home more often. <laughs> my parents just say that, but they don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They always say, like, oh, I'm always meaning to. I was like, no, you don't. And you wouldn't find any enjoyment in it besides me cursing and drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that that would have been really cool. But, yeah, Golden, Colorado itself was a kind of a cool little town. But so much of it was the Coors Brewing Facility. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of... It was odd to see because we got back on the highway to go back to Denver so we didn't have to wait in the rain. And just that facility is so goddamn huge. I can't. It's the only place they make Coors, right? I, I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It, historically, it was. It was like the only place in the nation they make Coors because the water that comes off the Rockies. Oh. Right there. Okay. Huh. Well, we're damned. Uh, that being said, actual craft beers in Denver were fantastic. Wherever mm-hmm. we stayed in like downtown, so we were walking distance to Great Divide, uh, which was really fun. Uh, then we went up to the River North section and went to Crooked Stave. Uh, it's in this oh god, what was it called? It was in like this little like center where it was just maybe about like eight stores in a small little section. And there was a bottle store. There was a wine place. There was a bakery. There was two restaurants. It was a really cool little section. And Crooked Stave was Crooked Stave. It was delicious. Yeah. We then took about like a 30-minute f- Uber the other direction to go to um, Cerebral Brewing. And that was a lot of fun. Um, they, they serve all of their tasters in like actual uh, USDA medical beakers. <laughs> so they get them from like a medical supply store. That's that was fun. a lot of fun. That's cool. And then after that, we went to Black Project. And that was where we finished off the day. And goddamn, Black Project is so That's good. That's a busy day. Uh, I know, yeah. And I'm <laughs> super happy because my girlfriend went with me. And she was like, I actually liked a couple of these. I was like, yes. Victory. Got, got you now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember... Uh, Remember your first course banquet? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, You're I like, right, right now? No, yeah. I mean, like, the, the one I remember that was, like, my first beer was Miller Genuine Draft because it was a new beer at that time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Back in the 1930s? Mm, yeah. Early, late <laughs> 80s. Yeah. I remember when I remember one of my first tries was Michelob Ultra because it was 64 calories and my parents got that shit. I was like, yeah, you can try this. I'm like, I don't know what to think of this, but I don't like it because I'm 11. I'm 11, yeah. <laughs> Kids are stupid. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, so what'd you bring, Shane? Right. Obviously, my course bank was not getting any love. No, but it's it like it's absolute love. It's just not yes. craft beer. It's just no, not exactly. craft beer. Okay. It's, so you're on you're on Shane's team with his argument. 
That was his argument. Well, I'm like, well, you know. I'm gonna wait to see what he brings out first. Uh, good, yeah, good I'm idea. gonna, I'm gonna, good I'm gonna idea. regret if I didn't do my research on this. But I've seen this brewery name around a lot. I think I've seen, I've seen it in Spikes. I've seen it like around. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And just it's, it's classicness, if that's such a word. <laughs> I know this is a couple beers deep, man. Like, right? No, my, I'm with you. I'm my, gra- my grammar is terrible. Are we going back to basics though with this one? I th- I hope so because right. I, I believe this is one that, if I've heard correctly, people should try. Hmm. I didn't I didn't get the one I told you about. I tried. To- I'm feeling that now. I'm starting to realize <laughs> that you may have lied to me. Weinstefaner? Did I pronounce that correct? Weinstefaner. Weinstefaner. Okay, yeah. That's and I a got good the, beer, I got yeah. their original, the world's oldest brewery. And I, I had to look it up on Untap the, to make sure that the, the original still meant lager. No, that's legit. But is the world's oldest brewery really a craft brewery? <laughs> that is a very good point that <laughs> I, I was the, thinking. If it's the world's oldest. There is no logo on it, eh. so I mean, you are correct. Eh. I'm going to say that I like Weinstefiner better than Coors, but neither are craft. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we both screwed up. Well, my other one besides this was going to be like Sam Adams. <laughs> That's Austin actually lager, that's yeah. back to basics. That's so what I, you told me you were gonna bring. I that's know, why I was like, I've, I've never had acceptable. Vi- I've never had Weinstefaner, <laughs> yeah. and I wanted to try something that. The reason I did this is because it's beers that I've never tried because I'm a oh, shithead. Oh, so it's all about you. Yeah, because I'm a shithead new beer drinker who only tries to go for hype and doesn't try classics. <laughs> this one's actually semi hard to find because uh, Weinstefaner normally you can get the the Vetus and a couple other things, which is their uh, Weizenbach. Mm-hmm. But uh, the original is actually not as not as easy to find. So uh, where the hell did you find this at then? Cal Fresh. They had like six different Weinstefanas. Hmm. The only thing I don't you know or find sometimes difficult about these German ones is that they're imported. You know, so it takes forever to get here. You know, they're it's a little aged, old, beaten you know, up a little bit. And this is, is it? Yeah. So there's I've, a Hopfensteiner or something. I don't know if you ever had that one. It was it was like a hoppier version of it. Okay. Um, in, I think it was an Oktoberfest one, Hopfensteiner, and it was, it was aged. So the Weinstefaner is actually also a university, and that's oh. actually where the I believe it's where the Siebel does their their Munich one. Ah. And the, there's the A30 German Lager yeast by White Labs, mm-hmm. and the uh, Saf Lager uh, 3470 are both the Weinstefaner strain. No shit. And it's the most used yeast in the world. Wow, so this 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 beer and it is one of the oldest ones. I mean, uh, there's there's uh, breweries in um, Czech Republic that uh, say that they're older than Weinstefaner, but they're the oldest ones that are like continuously running and kind of throw it out there like good right. Munich people are. Yeah. Huh. So would it not be appropriate for the style to use that for your Keller beer? Uh, the Weinstefaner. Yeah, that yeast. That's what I'm going to do next time. Is it? Yep. That's, okay. that's exactly. <laughs> starting to go like, why didn't you use that? By the way, the uh, that's what I'm brewing Tuesday. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so then you're telling me, jeez, uh, I guess about, well, you, six weeks, I guess, huh? So your yeah. next podcast will be ready. Or? Well, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> I will point out that if nothing happens to this podcast, we will have put out more podcasts in the year of 2018 than we did in 2017. Hey, true. This is, true. This is the fifth volume this year, and we put out four last year. We're getting better. We're getting a lot. Yeah, I had 
I know this is going to be very vulgar. I had less family members pass away this year, so I am. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> like I said, Are no you one listens. it's my turn to have people die? <laughs> no. You're horrible. Where did you get that notion from at all? <laughs> Just to be I don't a know. bastard. I was going to say, I don't know where your logic went there. <laughs> um, nah, that's a, you know, we're uh, starting to figure this thing out. Dude, it was a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. man. I didn't, didn't mean to go dark here. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, it took a oh, I took it there. Don't worry. Don't worry. My bad. No, no. I, I mean, I'll fully open. I'll admit it. Like, we had a few things fall through for like other people and gotcha. you know stuff like we loved having you on. <laughs> Thank don't you. get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I understand the big one of the biggest problems of this is consistency, but it's also fun. It's a nice hobby. Where you know it's not by anyone I'm else's. Not, it's I'm not sure, anyone else's rules, but ours. I'm sure all of our listeners are just patiently waiting by their by their podcast players, just constantly hitting the refresh button, going. Wait, wait till you start on. live broadcasting. Any minute, oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Any minute, come on, guys! I need my fix, man. All, all four people. Yeah. All right. All right. What, what, what's the There'll thoughts? There'll be one on more. My mom will listen. Yeah, good, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> All right. So as we're winding down here. Yes. I think you know what time it is. Oh, I do. Okay. So this is how I'm going to make you choose between me and Lee. We are, this is our round for Aaron oh. of Binge Bon Your three choices for tonight are Coors Banquet Beer, Weinstefana. Uh-huh. And one that I think you will choose, Pivo Pills. Okay. <laughs> one one that I think will force you to choose between our two of which one's going to bail. Hmm. You know, actually, the, the the odd thing is the, the bail is going to do the Vine Stefaner because it was the least fresh. Ooh. I meant in general, <laughs> not oh, in general. No, no, no. That's fair. No, that's fair. no, 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 no Because no, if you're going to get this beer, I it's brought, not going to be fresh. I, I brought this upon <laughs> myself. No, no. If it was fresh, that would not be the, that oh, would not be the bail. I shot if, myself in the foot here. If, if we the, were overseas. I mean, the bong, do I even need to say which one? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> the Coors. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was made for. That's what, that's what my argument was. That's what you, that's, you know, you're at the lake, you're fucking at a concert. And I can drink a whole lot of Pivo just out of shit. pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't get tired of it. Ah, no. I you hope know? not. That's the thing. You just, you not just, me. Yeah, not me either. You just—it's going to be good every time. So, all right. Well, um, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and Sorry, bring something. Shane. No, it's. Mm. Hey, I run that risk. This is one of my favorite beers ever. It just this bottle is a little old. Huh. This, <laughs> this is my first time trying it. Like freaking boat ride for yeah. three fact, months. I'm going to drink more right now. <laughs> this is my first time trying it. You know, again, shithead newbie, but Weinstein no. is really good. Like again, I don't, I don't explore lagers very often. You I don't, did good, but you would have done better with your first guess. You really think the Sam Adams would have been better? Boston Lager, it's a classic craft beer. I don't disagree, but again, I feel like if you're getting into craft beer, you would, need to try this one before Sam Adams. It would have been the same thing for my choices. <laughs> would it? <laughs> awesome. So I think Aaron is saying is even though he liked the Weinstefaner less than the Coors Banquet right now, if you're getting into craft beer or new to craft beer, definitely give it a shot if you can find it. What, out of all the, the different types, which one would you say is your favorite? Because those are the original. They had, they had, like I said, like oh, Vinestefaner. Yeah, they they actually have a they have a pills. 
Okay. The, the actual pills is the best because this this is their Hellas. The ori- yes. The original is a Hellas, so it's a yes. little bit less hoppy. It's more malty, but they have a pills that actually has more hops in it, and it's closer to. Uh, it's so Pivo is a like turned to eleven version of a European Pilsner. Yeah. It, it's got more hops than a standard European. Right. I mean, it's brewed on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. By somebody that knows hops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They, they don't even. Uh, I thought they called it a hoppy Pilsner, but I guess not. I feel like they say that with something. Yeah, do they not? Poppy Pilsner somewhere? I mean, maybe that is what it maybe is. Maybe they used to. I don't know. As we sit here and delegate about whether or not it's listed as a Hoppy Pilsner, uh, I want to thank you, Aaron, very thank much you. for coming on the show. It's a blast talking to you. Remember, everybody, if you can make it out on August 5th for the Bang the Drum uh, homebrew seminar with Doc Sellers, that'd be a lot. That'd be a lo- ton of good information. Almost has a lot of good information, but that doesn't make sense. Or, um, or they could always go to one of the slob meetings every second Sunday. Every second Sunday, exactly. Now, it's kind of for the home brewers, but if you want to learn and get into it, you, know, if you, you just might so, as well show up. If you just it's so happen, everybody. everybody's yeah. open. If yeah, you just I mean, so happen to go looking for hops and they're pouring free, yeah, nobody's free gonna, home brew. Nobody's gonna kick you out if you're curious about what's going on. <laughs> There's generally plenty of beer. <laughs> generally, so, yeah. sometimes it's kind of dry. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. All right, guys, as we wrap up here, uh, Aaron, do you have any social media to plug for yourself, Docs? Just Docs. So, jeez, uh, I don't even know. If it, it, we have Doc Seller, and that's D-O-C-S-C-E-L-L-A-R is Instagram, and then same on same on Facebook. And the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all, know, we all know that I'll never use it, but I have, uh, I have Instagrams, Sammy Brews, at Sammy Brews. Is, that, is it at? I have, am I supposed to say at first? I, I think that's, you know, kind of just part of it. They can't. They yeah. can't get to it unless you say at. Yeah. And uh, you can always uh, hashtag me for your Man Crush Monday, your your hashtag MCM. Or uh, MMCM now, if you got buddies who think I'm also hot. I know you're on there. Uh, Aaron, are you on Untapped at all? Uh, yes, but I've never posted anything. Docs are movie, though. Have you ever Just rated a, a beer on? Where, where, where can people find your empty profile? <laughs> I think Smitherin. I think I don't know. I have to look. Uh, <laughs> Lee, we it's always get this. Well, Lee, we always get it mixed up. <laughs> it what's yours? Moby Smith. It could be. Yeah. Huh? What's your What's your untapped? Since oh, we always get it mixed um, up. Um. Uh. Well. Uh, I think it's the same as your Instagram. Oh yeah, it is. It's Sammy Bruce. <laughs> so yeah. Funny, dude. Who called us out on that last time? Was that Nate? Uh, probably. It is Moby. <laughs> is it Moby? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm gonna so, start calling Doc's like, is Moby there? So if you want to, uh, so, so if you want to find Aaron on Untapped and find nothing, search at Moby. If you want to find Leon Untapped, look up at Sammy Bruce. I'm at the Beer Pope 273. You can find me on Instagram at the Beer Pope. Make sure to follow us along on Instagram. Follow the Facebook page, Craft Beer Chronicles. Once again, go out and check. Go and check us on uh, Podbean.com. CB Chronicles.Podbean.com. You can follow along on iTunes. Uh, once again, please, we'd appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, and comment. Let us know how you like the show or what we can do better. Um, any last parting words from you guys? Cheers. Just la- la- laughing at the big dumb animal across my <laughs> looking at. <laughs> all right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers to you all at home. Thank you so much. And until next time. I'm going to try to get this beer off the Whoa table. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs>